Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and come out to the chunk. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Yes. And I'm Carter, and it's very kind of you. I assume you're a mysterious party crasher. You are more troublesome for a security hunk. Really bad Alan Rickman. But not a terrible Alan Rickman. Really good news for you, though. You're the hunk. I'm the hunk because yeah, though my Alan is, Rickman is bad, <laughs> I do a pretty good impersonation of, now bear with me, do you remember, <laughs> it kind of looked like a stick, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. What was that called? An, I don't know. Some don't kind know. of noisemaker, big time at the family dollar. You flip yeah. them. And on one side it goes, what? And the other one you flip it goes, what? But in in your stocking, there's some small enough that if you shake it fast enough, it goes. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, I've never been. Oh, I'm lightheaded. (laughs) Never been more the hunk. So, oh man. For the three of you that found that hilarious, yeah, which is us, you're just talking to the three of us. (laughs) We're welcome. Yo, give us a shout out on Twitter or on Instagram. If you had one of those, if you have one right now, please tell us. I had one that was orange with yellow ends. Mine was green. Mine was blue with white ends. Wow. I'm so encouraged that y'all knew what that was. Absolutely. What a hunky time I'm having. Yeah. You're having the hunkiest time. Speaking of the hunkiest time. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about a movie today, gentlemen. Let's talk about it. And that movie is known as Die, Die Hard. Hard. This is the first movie in our series, Datterday Afternoon. You know the one. You come in. I love that name so much. <laughs> it's a hot summer day. You're a little sweaty. Your old uh, college t-shirt with the rips in it and the armpit stains is soaked through. Yep. Your New Balance white sneakers are green stained with fresh grass. Yep. And your calf link denim shorts plastered to your kneecaps. Slip those, slip those mowing shoes off. Mm-hmm. And it feels like only your feet just get out of the pool on a sunny day. You yep. step onto the carpet and uh, feel that AC breeze. Hit make the toes. fists with your toes. Sit down on the couch. Only on the front. Yeah. Because you're covered in grass. Yeah. Pour that glass of sweet tea. What have we here? Uh-oh. TNT. Uh-oh. Dad's remote channel. Control. It's back. Because every hard. eight hours, <laughs> yeah, we're about to give you the four movies that TNT plays in the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's just a full cycle. Guys, Saturday afternoon, we're talking about Die Hard. I honestly don't know that I ever thought we would get to talk about this movie. I also This is very it. exciting for me. Have we done Bruce before? I don't no, think we've done the first Bruce, Bruce before. These are some big firsts in this series, are they not? They really are. I don't it's know. It's all firsts. I think they're all firsts. Have we talked about any of these five We've never talked about Mel Action Gibson. Heroes. I don't think so. We talked a little Stallone in, uh, we, yeah, like Guardians Two sure. back in the day. That's true. Whoa, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, and we were we've talked about this. I think we love this series a lot. I think this feels like a pretty. We really spread. hope you love it. Well, I know. Like we, there's definitely been a series or two that we get real pumped about. But I'm yeah. I'm hearing good things from those that I've told what we're uh, doing certain, or that I've heard our announcement on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Here's the thing that I think is cool about a lot of these movies, specifically Die Hard. We'll jump in with this. This movie is not out to deliver a message. It's not really saying anything sure. of substance. Sure. It's not carrying some ulterior motive. Right. It's just John McClane's in this skyscraper with 12 terrorists. Not even terrorists. Right. 
perceived terrorists. Yep. Just thieves. Now yep. what? I mean, I think it is from the blueprint of this movie that we get to see things like Baby Driver and John Wick. Oh, sure. It's archetypical. Kingsman. Yeah. Right. It's just. And Paul Blart Mall Cop 1 Paul and Blart 2. Paul Blart Mall Cop 1 and 2. Jeez. Yeah. It's just action. There's some substance. We'll get there. Oh, definitely. But but I think that that's what makes this movie so cool because when yeah. it delivers more than what was advertised, it doesn't feel ham-fisted or anything. Yeah. It's just good old-fashioned action. Yeah, toe fist on the carpet. That's really yeah. all it Speaking is. Speaking of delivering as advertised. Yeah, I'd love it, Doge, if you could uh, deliver unto us. This day. This day. Our daily synopsis. Our weekly synopsis. Please. This week's synopsis is written by Graeme Roy. I'm sorry, say what? Graeme? Graham. It's the international way of spelling Graham. Mm, yes. I happen to know uh, an Australian man named Graham who spells it G-R-A-E-M-E, just like this IMDb user. How interesting. Graham. Graham Roy writes, Tough New York cop John McClane finds himself in a tight situation when an office building in Los Angeles is taken over by terrorists. Apart from himself, everyone else in the building, including his wife, is held at gunpoint while their captors spell out their demands. The FBI are called in to survey the situation, but John McClane has other plans for the terrorists. Let's just, disclaimer, it's not terrorists. Yeah, they're not terrorists. Right. The director has even said he wanted it to be a little bit more, less worldwide. Right. Less less Dalek. Less simply thieves. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mr. Local. Yeah. You know. Not just so your much. everyday thief. Yeah. Just so, like Home Alone. Just like Home Alone. This is basically Home Alone. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> Setting traps for the thieves. Just a little more violent, though. Which, hey, yeah. Slightly. Just let everybody know. In Saturday afternoon, this is the most violent we're probably ever going to be, right? I mean, well, it's up there I, for I mean, sure. I watched the TNT version with all the swears and violence. Yippee-ki-yay, Melon Farmer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's literally what it says. Are you Is serious? it really? Yes. I remember, I have vivid memories of Yippee watching Yippee-ki-yay, Melon Farmer. Uh, <laughs> I believe the movie was, oh, it was a Sylvester Stallone movie, maybe Cliffhanger or something. But uh, I remember somebody in a helicopter yelled at him, give me the cuss word code. And the dub Replaced it with the word frequency, and it was like, totally. "Give me the frequency code." <laughs> yeah, <such laughs> and I just remember like crying, laughing. It's not the a couch. frequency code the whole movie, right. except right in that moment. Oh, <laughs> that's so fun. good. That's fun. So good. But yeah, this movie is pretty heavy on the language and the violence. So if that bothers you, you're not ready for Saturday afternoon. Just yeah, watch the TNT say. version. Watch It'll the TNT the version. It's, it's probably on right now. You know. Yeah, there's a good chance. <laughs> Give it a look. So this movie starts so much more differently than you would expect like an eighties action movie to start to me, like very, very small. And like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the, the ode to joy that runs throughout the movie yeah. and the soundtrack is so cool. Yeah. I love it. And sets the tone, but right away it doesn't seem like it's going to, to me, right. you know, like right, right. everything yeah. seems a little more like, Guy on a plane, kind of a dad, whatever, getting not like, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't start with like explosions and vengeance. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think what they, what they mean to do is that it's fun when that happens in a movie to where it's there for the rewatch. Yes. Yeah. That is supposed to juxtapose, man, this poor guy, no idea what he's about to go through. That's how I feel about the kids when they run up to. Their grandpa in Jurassic Park. Exactly. And they yeah. get the stuffed toys and everything, right? I'm like, right. you're poor. You Especially no you, little boy. Yeah. Timmy. Little young Job. You're about to just get it <laughs> right. real bad. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Well, and I think something that's so cool about this movie is in the 80s, and we're, again, we're starting to see it again with things like John Wick especially, yep. but in 88. the 80s, a lot of action heroes were just like- Invincible. It. You know, they they were unstoppable, invincible, yeah. and John McClane gets hurt. Yeah. John McClane takes a beating and gets shot and gets cut and he bleeds. He's and an he, average dude. I'm going to do it first. Guys. No, wait. He's stop. my super pump. It's my super pump. I was literally building to it and you just stole it from me. John Guys. McClane's the super pump. <laughs> yeah. John McClane's my favorite action, uh, like, icon. Yeah, I think ever specifically what you're saying though is my super pump about how he's just a dude, right? Like that's the thing. He's I mean not he, is, he is a cop, so like 
there right, are skill sets like, in place. Even like looking at his his physique, like that, an, an actor in that shape would not be allowed to headline this movie now, right? right? Like right. they try to get a Marvel shred. Well, it's it's a it's a Mars epic about a botanist. Yeah, it kind of feels Mark Watney. It's like the one right. guy that's left is the lower end of the totem pole. Like, exactly. I'm sorry, this isn't Arnold from Predator, right. which was well, the year before, and it's not Dwayne Johnson from Skyscraper. Yes, right. Like he's or not Vin Diesel in anything. Right. But right. Here, here's the difference, though. He is just some guy, but not really. The perception of him is that he's some guy. And I think that's probably kind of what we're all saying a little bit. But right. like he is a cop who has dealt with these high stress situations before. Sure. And the people who know him and know who he is, namely his wife. She's operating with the confidence of like they are the ones in trouble. Yeah. Like John is mad. I actually don't. I actually don't think that there is. I think she's surprised toward the middle of the movie. I think she's like, oh my gosh, he's still alive. Sure. I don't think there's ever a sense of like, oh, you don't know who you're messing with. I completely disagree. I think there mm-hmm. is a little bit. Yeah. I, do, I, I definitely do. I think don't get that at all for sure. Uh, the whole thing in the middle of only John could make somebody that mad to me is, to me is the, he's doing what he does best right now. He is throwing a wrench in See, the machine. I think that's a comedic relief line. I don't think that's like a, like I knew this would happen the second they attacked and I knew John was here. I knew it was going to go this well, way. That's not what he, I said. Though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, yeah. Not that it would go this way. Sure. I think that it is clear that neither of them ultimately like the separation, but there was probably an extent that they understood the career paths that both chose. Right. His was staying in New York, trying to catch every villain backlogged. Right. Right. Like he's, Maybe, I mean, John didn't feel like the kind of guy that comes home and shares. I mean, that generation just didn't in general, but I think she knows a little bit. But I I think the thing with John McClane is that it's clear that he's relentless and it's not a secret. Yeah. And to me- Well, neither of them thought that either of them were going to live. Right. Which is also a great thing about John McClane. Yeah. Because he's depressed. Right. He actually suffers from anxiety and depression. (laughs) To, To me, the middle of the movie when she does find out that he is still alive. I think that is relief. I think you're right. I think that she's going, Oh good. He's not dead. But the fact that she's not going, wait, John's still alive. And then trying to figure out how to get him away safely. But instead is like, if we just sit here and do our thing, we'll be okay because John's still alive. To me, that says she knows that he's not just Joe Schmo off the street. Like he's, he's got a skill set here, but I think that's, what's cool about it. He is not, a SWAT team guy. He's not. That's what SEAL I mean. I think that's what I mean by just a regular guy. Right. Like he is. He is no more uniquely qualified to handle this situation than another cop from LA. Right. If they swapped places. Right. Correct. You know what right. I mean, like right. he has a specific skill set, but he's not. I have a very certain set of skills. Right. Yeah. You know right. What I mean, yeah. like he's not Liam Neeson and Taken. He's not John Wick. Honestly, John Wick. He's not. Nobody's Rambo. calling him the like, boogeyman. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's just. He's a dude doing his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think one of the coolest things at the very beginning is that he really is put in the position to save everybody on accident. Yes. He just happens to be in a different room. I don't know. It, to me, it breaks so many conventions that I know of in action movies of like, yeah. does it feel more, it feels more Han than Luke, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Even though Luke's is, well, it's not by accident. It's destiny for him. But so there is a certain amount of Maguri in terms of just like, he got lucky. He was in the other room. Sure. And like, the bullets happened to miss him in the air duct. Argyle happened to be waiting for him down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like those yeah. kinds of things do happen Yeah, in this movie. Yeah. And it's interesting going into this series, because I think we're going to be more comfortable with the happen to's. Sure. But this is the first of it, because like we're coming out of what people voted as like the best movies of the last decade. Well, right. I'm totally comfortable with that, too. Yeah, like yeah. That's a certain extent. Like if he'd been hit by the bullets in that air duct, then we wouldn't be watching the movie, because sure. he would have died right there, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think that's something with action movies like this that we're going to have to get into that mindset of, like you're saying, of like, we're watching this movie. We talked about it a little bit with The Martian. We're watching this movie because it's happening to the most interesting person it could be happening to. Yeah. That's why it's, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't be watching the movie from the perspective of somebody that had been taken hostage and just sat there while John McClane crawled through the vents. Like, right. <laughs> that's not interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um, and we also wouldn't have been watching if John was found and shot because he had a gun at the very beginning. Right. So much of the casting and stuff and the choices that they made were so happened to as well. Sure. Like, it just so happens that, like, because he was filming Moonlighting, which was like a show that lasted four or five seasons. He's in the middle. So Moonlighting ends in 89. This movie came out in 88. Bruce Willis was legitimately exhausted, almost couldn't fight against how tired he was. 
So the director was asking for everybody else to like, let's like give him some energy. Like let's pull this along. Let's yeah. do more. Which also influenced Rickman, which we'll talk so much more about later. Yeah. But he does almost just, my super pump. Just that's by what the way. I also yeah. love about John McClane is he's just like, great. Like I don't, he doesn't really like him. Like, and it just, he holds right. that all the time. He's like yeah. this begrudging hero. Dude, John McLean is the best trash talker in Dude. a movie. <laughs> every word yeah. out of his mouth, I'm just like, yeah, get him. Like yeah, everything yeah, yeah. he says. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I It makes me understand why like macho culture caught on too hard because you've got people like John McLean saying stuff that you're like, that's pretty cool that yeah. he said that actually. Yeah. I, I think that's the humor. I yes. think that they like that the humor's okay. Cause he was not Bruce Willis. That Die Hard is such a big deal culturally that you assume Bruce Willis has just always been an action star. Right. This was his first action movie. Yeah. Die Hard was Bruce Willis's first action movie. People unreal. were worried he couldn't pull it off because he was too funny. That's crazy. What? And I feel like it actually kind of cursed him a little bit because it pigeonholed, oh, yeah. him, pigeonholed him into only really being an action guy for a long time. But I think Die Hard showcases his range in a better way. That oh, scene yeah. where he's crying on the sink, talking oh, on the man. radio, pulling That's glass so out of his foot. Oh, so good. It's amazing. He's great, dude. He's incredible. Yep. But yeah, all this stuff. Well, it's just fun to edit ourselves like TNT. Just like stuff hits the fan. Yes. <sighs> um, and it's just so casual. They're all pretty scary. This is a pretty fun ragtag crew that Hans has put together. Yeah. And I think what it is. I've been talking a lot recently about heist movies, both on this podcast and off of it. We're watching the opposite almost of a heist. Yeah, this is a stop other, a heist movie. The other side of the heist movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, because the, the thieves are good. Very much so. The way they roll up is intense. So when John's at the party and Argyle's waiting in the basement and, uh, he's talking to his wife and, uh, the thieves roll in Hans and his team. It's just, it's a well-oiled machine. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Um, the way that what's the, what's the computer nerd, the guy that breaks into the vault. What's his name? Theo, Theo, the way that Theo walks in and he's talking about basketball just uh, casually while they're walking up, not giving beep, the guard a chance to step in and talk. Yeah. yeah. And then he just jumps up and shoots him and kicks him over the desk. I mean, I don't know something about a smooth execution of an entry plan like that automatically in any movie makes me go, Oh, these guys mean business. Yeah. When taking a life is checking a box. Right. There's something terrifying about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And all of a sudden, so stuff hasn't completely hit John McClane's fan fan yet, but you know that, Oh no, it's coming. There's not much negotiating with this crew. Yeah. I think you're right. That first shot is fired and it's just like, okay, step one. Yep. Let's keep going. It's not, Hey, we had to take out the guard. Yeah. That was part of the plan the whole time. Now what? Like, well, right. We know exactly what I think it's interesting. I think now is a good time to talk a little bit about Alan Rickman. Yeah. Because when the thieves come in and Alan addresses the room for the first time, he's very intimidating. Oh, so much. But he's not a big guy. No. So what is it? Alan Rickman. I think you're right. He's He's just a superstar. Yeah. I loved all of the, like reading about his whole journey with this. He did not want to be known. This is his first American Right. Like Hollywood film. Right. Right. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read any IMDb trivia, yeah. so I am a blank Oh, there's slate. good stuff yeah. on Rest this. me. He just didn't want to be known. He, he didn't want his first big ticket to be a villain in an action movie because he never thought of himself as being like a villain type. And you talk about typecasting and have yeah. to break free of that. Alan yeah. Rickman could hardly find a job where he's not a bad guy because he did right. Hans so well. So right. Hans well. Gruber shows up on lists of greatest villains in cinematic history. Oh, sure. Yeah. But he just comes in and it was like, it was interesting to hear how production and direction just said, you know what? We're going to write this scene because you do this. Well, guy that we just saw randomly at a play or whatever it was like, they watched some movie or a play and we're like, this is him. Yeah. Let's do this. No, that's wild. They saw they, it was a play, the director and somebody else. I think it was the casting director. Yeah. Just happened to see a play together. And we're like, "Mm, this dude, that's Hans Gruber. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is so. This is based on a novel. Yes. First of all, um, so they already Adapted knew they had screenplay. Right. They already knew they had some some shoes to fill, some roles to fill. There are changes from the novel to the movie, but um, like I think, you can see this one. Yeah, this one's more it. like moving and yeah. versus words. But I think that this benefits a lot from having that as source material because it feels lived in a little bit. Yeah. 
I think so. Like it's just, it's plan, really well plotted and really right. tight. Yeah. The plan is good. The pacing, like, so in universe, the thieves plan makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going, ah, I guess that works. It's a brilliant plan actually. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even give us the full plan. Which right. Is great. Cause there's stuff Hans held close to the chest, even from his computer guy. Right. Which is so fun. Completely agreed. And we kind of get to discover things as they happen and it's just awesome. But even as a movie, the pacing is perfect. It's really well edited as well for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this might be one of the best paced movies we've done on this show. Yeah. It's it. uh, I think it had a lot of editing Oscar nominations. Really? It had four Oscar nominations. I believe it. Editing's phenomenal in this. Uh, On top of. Soundtrack on top of everything else, yeah, as well, being phenomenal. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Are you guys starting to get a little worried that we started off too strong with Die Hard? No, (laughs) yeah, me neither. Totally, me. No, no, no. I think it's good to start strong. I think it really is because our next three, well, no, Lethal Weapon is not that way, but there's definitely half of this series is super, super dupers. Like both Rambo and Terminator are the kind that are like, where's the weakness? Right, but we do get to have. Some other stuff too. It, it's fun. I think it's good to compare and contrast. I think it's fine to start here. Well, and it just shows the wide range of all those dads out there. Yeah. What they're into. Yeah. I can tell you the villains stay pretty good. True. Very much. So there's that much. And I, I am so impressed by Alan Rickman because he gets to both be Hans Gruber and Snape. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's not, yes, I do hear Snape sometimes, but that's just his voice though. How can yeah. Not? He like he gets to do both. That's so hard. And it's a role that he never probably would have wanted either. It's a villain. Sure. Like he becomes yeah. most famous for his villain roles, but I yeah. mean, lean into it, dude. Yeah. I, I just think that after what, this is one of those movies where like, I couldn't even think about who to cast, you know, in the sense of like, Oh no if way. You do it over again. No way. There's just nobody. McLean was supposed to be De Niro for a while. No Whoa. way. I didn't read that. <laughs> I don't Whoa, think that's good. That's I bizarre. Don't, I don't think it's a good movie if it's Robert De Niro. Isn't I think that I agree crazy with that. to say? Yeah, it's probably not. He's a legend, not. but I don't think, it's definitely not what it is today. Maybe they could remake it with him at his current age and have him curb stomp somebody. Sure. And it Netflix would be all scary. CGI him yeah, real young. Maybe make him look like. Yeah. Nominated be, for best picture. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Be really good. Win nothing though. Yeah. True. Uh, so what is it about lone guy against a huge group that's so engaging to me? I think I think it's only engaging when it's pulled off, and I don't think it's often pulled off. That's probably true. So but I think it's I think that's part of the engaging that it's rare to be that good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I but know. I mean, I, I don't feel like it's rarely pulled off in real life, certainly. But like that's a I feel like that's a huge trope of like Luke's the last X wing, right, to take out the the Death Star. Like there's like there's a whole like I saying rarely pulled off. I'm saying like realistically pulled off. Like that someone has the means, whether the villains magoo their ways through it or something else, but like it's a satisfying last one left. I couldn't help but think that Luke just happened to have a narrative force shield around him that you knew he yeah. would never die. I don't know, dude. No, I, I, I hear you. I'm yeah. not about to poo-poo on Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's what I'm trying to figure out, though. What is it about this that feels set apart? What is it about Die Hard that feels that makes... It's, I think it's because John McClane feels like he's in danger. I think you're right. Like for I, me, the stakes feel way higher than watching, uh, honestly, than watching Terminator 2. Like we're uh, we're going to talk about that in a few weeks, but like there's something about a like unkillable death robot that lowers the dramatic stakes sure. rather than this guy whose feet are about to get super sliced up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Honestly, what it might be is why this one feels set apart is this is the only one that I can think of that is such, it is just one place. This whole movie is in a building. Yeah, that's true. No, the whole narrative is in one place. And so there's something about that, that, that he really, like stakes are high and there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like we're about to see a camouflage sly, like running around the jungle to get away yeah. from things. And he's got mode, he's got ways out. But like he, like, and it's an unfamiliar place. Yeah. yeah. A first time that he's ever been in this building. And it makes it really intimate too. Because there's like four floors that we ever see. Yeah. I think you're right. It's, it's, and now I'm keeping track in my head. Yeah. It's like, how much food does Mark Watney have? Exactly. Now I'm We're like, participating in okay, the stakes. He yeah. can't go there anymore. There's glass everywhere. It's the reverse. The elevator's broken. It's right. the reverse of Alien. Oh. So yeah. he is the xenomorph in this case, Dude, right? Yes. Like, yeah, crawling I think you're right. through, eliminating thing. And we're yes. stuck in this one place. 
I think it's I think it's the exact same but inverse tension that we feel in Alien. That's so yeah. good. That it, is so good. Yeah, and he. It, I think Ripley's right. trying to be the only one left. Exactly. Yeah. And I think he. Alien think, is this if Hans Gruber wins at the end. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Yeah, and and I think that he being in danger. Yeah. Whereas the alien never really is until the. Sure. Yeah, I think that's what flips it totally. Yeah. Like. There's something about every kill feels substantial. Yeah. Every time he does something, we're like, yes. Oh, come on. And we're John. keeping track of how many there are left. Right. Yeah. I yeah. was a hundred percent. Absolutely. I was like, too. I think that's seven. Yep. I think yep. that's seven still yep. left. And what's different about this too is it is not the kind of like speed is another good movie. And we even sure. thought about doing speed. Yeah. But speed is one of those action movies. That's like, really that's happening too. Right. It's like, I can't believe like, it doesn't make sense that all these bad things yes. are happening to one person. But everything that happens to John McClane, they somehow made me think it makes sense. Yeah. A big part of that is someone smart enough on the other side, like Hans Gruber, saying, shoot the glass. Right. Yeah. That is not a big, like, I think in the script, it's like, that's not that big a deal. That's why the execution is just like, it's, I don't know. It's all these pieces together. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And, it, and it's what makes this movie so interesting. And I think stand the test of time. This movie holds Oh, so up. well. Like so every well. moment of it. I even noticed that the like the sound mix was good. A lot of times you encounter movies made in like the 70s and the 80s, especially action movies where mm-hmm. levels are just all over the place on mm-hmm. modern sound systems and like mm-hmm. hard to listen to. You can't hear dialogue or like an explosion is just white noise. I'm pretty sure the version that we all watched was probably the 30th anniversary remaster. Probably. I think it is. Yeah. But so, I, mean, I mean, and also this is 88. So this is a lot more recent than when we watched Alien or right. even Raiders of the Lost Ark or E.T. or stuff yeah, like that about yeah. a year ago. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad you, you called the year I was born a lot more recent. Y'all are usually making jokes about how I'm not more recent. So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you were, well, it's like how your voice recent. sounds really bad on modern sound systems. Like your <laughs> levels are all over the place and hard to listen to. <laughs> you just sound like why so much work just for me. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Ugh, I say. <laughs> Speaking of speed. Elevator stuff, like the the great stunt double too, like the elevator. So that's actually Bruce riding the elevator. Anytime you see oh, cool. like it moving wow. up and him having to duck down. Yeah, cool. Um, but during filming, the cinematographer got stuck on the elevator. What? For an extended period of time, which influenced a movie he does six years later at the beginning of Speed. The reason that was written for Speed because everyone's stuck in an elevator was because the cinematographer experienced it firsthand. Oh no. And thought, wow, this is a stressful situation. What? Would make for a good action movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Crazy? He's just in there and they're like, what? Because this whole building is 20th century Fox. Right. Like yeah. they were not done. Like if it looks unfinished, it's cause it's not right. They're just yep. like, and they made them, they paid themselves rent for yep. the space. So Yeah. So fun. So while we're kind of on the IMDb trivia trail right now, my favorite piece of trivia about this movie, there were over 30 tank top and slack combinations Dude, yes. for him to wear in different states of disarray yeah, yeah, and yeah. blood and yeah. like dust. Wow. Just I, I, something so funny to me about imagining like, okay, for this next scene, you're going to be pretty gross. So yeah, I'm going to need not you very to, gross, right. but yeah. pretty gross. Right. I'm going to need you to grab the, uh, Pretty gross. You're going to be at this about is, 18 out of 33. That's funny. Oh man. But I mean, I think there is something, ah, the bottle episode-ness of this movie, just watching his shirt go from white to basically black. Yeah. His slacks get shredded. His feet get destroyed. Yep. He never does find those shoes. Does he? I mean, it's yeah. just bad news all the way down for this guy. Yeah. And yet he keeps coming out on top. And I think I want to talk about the violence a little bit. Yeah. And uh, how real and cool most of it is. But before we do that, we're going to step on our own little elevator. Mm. We're going to ride it all the way to Shout Announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. Have a couple laughs. This is Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make (laughs) announcements. (laughs) I workshopped a different one. That's great. We killed it. We killed the other one. Big time. Big yep. time. Hey, we got some cool stuff going on. One of those is we launched a Patreon. And it's still uh, crazy. Feels crazy. There's some extra sweet bonus content. It's only growing. It really yeah. is. Only growing. Really. Maybe, I mean, right up there with Goofy Movie, Parasite's a pretty big reason to 
Yeah, that review will be coming soon. Yeah, it won Best Picture, so we are going to do a review of Parasite. Yep. So get ready, all you movie buffs. Yep. And all you official chunky patrons. Hey, it's awesome. I, this is the first I'm hearing about this. Patreon? How much does it cost? That's got to be expensive, right? It sounds like it would be, doesn't it? Yeah. But much like almost nothing, this good thing is very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta unpack what you just said. <laughs> hmm. But I agree. follow the trail because hmm. it's only three dollars. It is just three dollars a month. Wow. wow, gets you unfettered access. Yeah, to all of our bonus content. I mean, it's like it always seems like six sticks of double mint gum goes a long way. Sure, six, six packages. But in the long run, grand you need, scheme, you need a full package to even feel like a nice baseball amount of of gum in your mouth. Yeah, and it's gone in two or three days. Yeah. Rewind back to when you said our access was unfettered. Our access is unfettered. That's because we're not birds. We don't got any fetters. So <laughs> was your thousand yard stare because you were workshopping that to bring no, it back I, around? It was almost immediate, but then I didn't want to interrupt Carter and I was like, please bring it back to unfettered. And I'm it turns sorry. out that's not a word we say very often. Yeah, I, it might be the second time I've said it out loud. I've said it ever. four times on our I've, podcast I've now. I've never yeah. heard it. So. I'm excited to, to unpack that. Well, there's in the no, second half there's of no our podcast. fetters on there. Have you ever burned it though? No. You know how okay. I am with, I'm literally allergic to fetters. Really? Yes. You didn't know that? So you're uh, not, you're not down with down? Like every time I sit down on a couch, I got to do the little, the pressing there to make sure to make that sure not, there's not any not down quills. in there. So if it pokes you, like full blown reaction? Uh, the worst it could get. Is I could die. It's, no, it's not EpiPen level stuff. It's like throat swelling. It hurts and I'm annoyed. I get like a little bit rashy, throat swelling, hard to breathe. Huh. Well, our Patreon's great for you because it's unfettered. It is. Like, here's the thing. In Lord of the Rings, uh -huh. when the eagles come, I say, go without me. Yeah. Okay. Right. I can't jump on that thing. Yeah. You'd rather just die. No. I'll just die here. Fair. That's okay. That's fair. Yeah. Legolas, take a take a fire fire shot at me as I go down the waterfall. Yeah, I'm yeah. Done. On that GoPro, that makes a lot of sense That's to it. me. Yep, in a barrel. Does do you have one? <laughs> well, hey, if you've loved all this great bird content, then you should leave I us haven't. a rating and a review on uh, the iTunes Store. That's going to be the best spot to do that. And while you're there, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Ooh, ooh uh, I love the sound it makes. We're trying to get to <laughs> trying to get to a million. Yep. And we're well on our way. We're certainly closer than we he were when we started it. this podcast. Yeah, he finally um, said it. But yeah, next month we're going to be turning in our application to be Rotten Tomatoes movie critics. Uh, and when we first introduced that to you guys, it seemed like a tall order and you absolutely blew our review goal out of the water. By next month, it's like, from the day this releases, it's 10 days from today. Ooh, Isn't that crazy? That's very scary. That's really cool. We were kind of down in September when we thought we were going to be able to do it. Yeah. No, it was actually after that, October. It was October. Yeah. And it felt like that day would never get here. And here it is. And here we are. And here we are. And we're so thankful for all of you that have oh left us a rating and a review along the way. And if you haven't yet, it doesn't take long at all. No. Your access to the rating and review portion of iTunes is completely uh, unfettered. unfettered. Yeah. Yep. And if, you, if you have not yet used up all of your button pushing energy. By the time that you've read, we know you haven't. You we know texting you haven't. dog. There's a lot of you millennials that listen to this. Uh, go on over to that Instagram. Go on over to that Twitter. Give us a follow there. Uh, I would say the Twitter feed is more of a uh, news as it comes kind of thing. The, the goal of that Twitter feed is to be uh, possibly one of the first outlets that you find out something fun and new. Yeah. Uh, and then the Instagram it's is just ding dang art is what the Instagram is. The Instagram is beautiful. Yeah. That was just a good job. I try not to look at him anymore because I think it makes him uncomfortable yeah talked about how awesome he is and i probably yeah. write him this every day but he's doing good things um and we've had a little bit of a, of a rework of how two chunks looks uh just a tiny bit and this feels like home she's purdy i'll tell you she's that right purdy. now yeah she i don't think we good. ever officially invited people to our new website but come check it out oh my we gosh did a big yes. redesign recently the redesign is awesome hugely different than it's it used so to easy to use it's beautiful. It looks good both on the phone and on your computer. And she's pretty too is the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Box office ball is looking really good. Oh, it's up there. I'll give a quick update because I meant to do it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you haven't had a movie come out yet. Correct. Jordan. Correct. But you're going to have a lot. I yeah, think I'm not worried. I, I shouldn't have pulled who people thought was going to win because evidently Team Doge is the most popular right now. Yeah. Team Doge is going to lose. No. 
I'm the only one that has two movies. So that's the only reason I'm ahead. Birds of Prey is probably not going to make as much as I thought. Sure. But I've got around 250 mil. Doge has around 150 mil. Zero dollars. Jordan zero has for around the boy. zero mil. I think the reason that people are not a fan of Team Jordan is because I got two people on there whose faces are not recognizable. Right. Do you think they're just going based off of our poster? Like of what or how our team looks? Like, are they going just with? Like- well, I think there's no doubt that if I'm looking and just doing a cursory scan and I see Vin or I see, you know, whoever that's a big deal, that's going to draw my eye and my attention. You have RTJ bit. on yours, right? I mean, come I sure on. Do, yeah. yeah so. so, yeah, I think between, uh, what's her name? Ella Walker. I don't even know her name. I just, yeah. Ella Walker wow, and John Ratzenberg. Wow, you don't deserve to win. You don't even know them? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. David Harbour, right? Yeah. I mean, and Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris, David Harbour, John Ratzenberger, and Ella <laughs> yeah. Walker. What a bananas team. Definitely looks like a coffee shop crew. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it's a coffee shop crew that I'm going to have coffee with. <laughs> Please keep it. You better believe it is. Um, but yeah, follow us along. There's We have a lot of content. Got a lot going on. We have a lot going on, which I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, we and have And Doge is doing a good job of, of visually giving that to the people. So yep. definitely follow And them. I'm here too. Jordan is doing some cool things, aren't you? <laughs> Introducing great new words into the two chunks lexicon, like uh, unfettered, unfettered, which we've unfettered. talked about for a while yeah, we've, now. We've Go rate, review, subscribe to unfettered. It's my new word. podcast. I think we fed her get back to the episode. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> We're back to the show. It's us again. And uh, I want to talk about the violence. Yes. In this movie. Yeah. So I think that it's easy to go overboard. Sure. Now let me explain what I mean about overboard. So my favorite. Sometimes it works. Correct. Okay. So Tarantino, overboard. Yep. Big time. Um, Kingsman, overboard. Yep. John Wick even, overboard. I would say something that almost made this list, Predator, <laughs> overboard. 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 All examples of doing it well. I think that, so my favorite type of violence in movies, I think we've probably talked about this. My least favorite type is like the born, like, stylized but not enough to get to kingsman levels of cool sure i don't like that my favorite type of violence is like brutal blasts of hyper violence like quick intense immediate violence and to me that's what this movie does so well but never it it never like overstays its welcome to me sure yeah all of the fights so like none of the punches are like like they all sound heavy um the gunfights well and they're not it doesn't feel scripted at all. It doesn't feel right. choreographed. Like our fight with yeah. McLean and big Thor guy at the end. Yeah. Is uh, Carl. Yeah. McLean and Carl. It's yeah, it's brutal and it feels clumsy. Yeah. And I think that's what is so scary An about fight, it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. And Carl, let's talk about Carl for a second too. I don't know what the casting call for these uh, thieves was. I do. Do you? Uh-huh. Tell me. Uh, they, the reason their German accents for those that have it are so bad is because they only, they cast it off of look. They said they wanted menacing looking people. Every single one of them, except for, uh, our guy that was Khan in, uh, Bill and Ted's. That's yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. and then one of the others are over six feet tall. Right. And wow. so they, they just wanted a bunch of goony. Well, I mean, not Goonie. Like, it's like right. They're like Goons. GQ Goons. No, the Goonies, actually. Yeah, the Goonies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so yeah, something about them, they all felt like they should have been wearing like turtlenecks and walking down a runway. Yeah. Like they're too sexy for their shirt. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, but the, the violence in this movie, I think, is really well done and scary. Yeah. So there's a few moments. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of all the things that happen and it makes me. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, so here, here I'll. We'll juxtapose all super dump right here. And it is, this movie suffers from, and I think we'll see more of it, uh, endless bullet syndrome a few different times that takes me out of it a little Mm, bit, mm. uh, probably with modern movie sensibilities, but Hmm. there are just moments where like the generic machine guns of the thieves just seem to be able to fire eternally with no regard for how many bullets could fit into the gun. Okay. I didn't ever notice that. Yeah. Yeah. On the rooftop, especially when he's running away from them, it's just a lot. So many bullets nonstop. And that's just something that for me, I notice, uh, in a lot of movies. And then I say that, and we're going to hit one of these and you guys are going to point it out and be like, I didn't even catch it. (laughs) No, I liked it. That was my favorite part. I guess if it's put to the rhythm of a song, you don't care. No, that's probably true. 
Probably true. That's a good point. A little close to home. <laughs> Yikes. No, but yeah, I think it's I think it's just that sort of thing sure. bothers me in a movie like this that feels this grounded. Well, I, that's I, that's nothing new to you. And that's not being like, you are always this bad. But it's like you're following rules. Like you're such a rules of that world yep. follower. Yep. And that makes sense to me that you would feel that way. But then the, the flip side of that coin is you get the chain wrapped around the neck and you get the broken glass in the feet and you get you know, falling into that rail and probably cracking a rib, like, well, like all these things. Predator and alien, they're all like this too, because it's like the, every death could have been its own minimalist poster. Like every, yeah, every right, exactly. death could have been its own representation of this movie in general. Cause they're yeah. all memorable. Right. Like how people die. Speaking of which, do you want to talk about the deaths? Sure. One of my favorite deaths in this movie is the, uh, what are we calling these guys? Thieves? Sure. Yeah. The thief that is uh, standing on top of the table firing yeah. down at John McClane. Oh, he says, oof. next time you get the chance to kill somebody, take it. And John just shoots up through the table and says, what does he say? Good advice or something like that. Like he's got a snappy quip yeah. for everything. Yeah. He does. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. All that stuff yeah. is just. Written in the guy's own blood? Yeah. It's and wow. his yeah. smile. His yeah. smile when he sees the Santa hat. Mm-hmm. Just like, here's how I reveal myself that I'm up here doing stuff. Right. Oh, wow, John. Yeah. And he, uh, that's an interesting bit too about the writing of and discovering who John McClane is by Bruce Willis is like, we've, I think we've talked about before. I've heard comedians say that uh, humor is so good at being dramatic because it takes a comedian to look at something like real about yeah. somebody and, and bring that to light and dissect it enough to be able to poke fun at it. But he sure. like McLean, when he was doing, when Bruce Willis was doing research on a lot of these cops, uh, he would spend some time with them and sometimes even go on uh, ride alongs with them. Like they all kind of had this really dark humor, like gallows humor. Yeah. 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 Just basically. And so that's, that's him. And then you can't, it's not meant for complete realism, right? You turn it up a little bit. Right. Cause it's a, a movie, but so yeah, I love it. It feels like now is a good time to talk about the closest running for second place to my super pump I've had in a movie in a long time. Is it Hans? Nope. Is it Reggie? It's Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Hans was for me. He's wonderful. Ha- Hans, our three main people are yeah. so yeah. good. Reggie's great. Reggie's so good at this. Reginald Vell Johnson is so unassuming at the start of this. And I remember the first time I watched it. Being like, oh, he's going to have a short part. He's about Ow. to die in this lobby. Sergeant yeah. Powell. And then, I mean, he, it almost becomes buddy cop in a weird way. It does. Well, but, but he is the same narrative right now as John McClane. Right. Even down to being a cop. He's right. just an LA cop that was grabbing some Twinkies that he's probably lying about. I think they might be all for him. Yep. Right. Donuts, right? No, yeah. they're, it is Twinkies. I thought it was Twinkies. The, and the guy says, I thought you I thought guys you were donuts. donuts. Oh, yeah, you're and right. That's he's, why he's able to tell John McClane what the ingredients of a Twinkie are. Right. Because yeah. he's just eating so then, some of them. Yeah, because yeah. then we're like, okay, those are all for him. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we have two sides that neither of them, and again, I think a cop goes into their job knowing that something could go wrong. Yes. Right? But but they we do very intimately get two sides, too. Uh, and then we give them we give them the line. Like, we give them... Yeah. The walkie talkie and the respect for each other immediately because that's what it is because homeboy. Oh gosh. What's his name? I can't remember his name. The, uh, the chief. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to super dump chief Dwayne, but I'll do it for you. You're doing it. I'm doing it for you. Yeah. That guy He's needlessly antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like he has, I don't, that took me out of the movie a little bit. And, and I think my super dump probably extends beyond him too the news crew and then this weird narrative that we decide that we need of the newscaster who like the guys don't like, and he can't get the facts. Like there's just, there's secondary and tertiary conflict that to me starts with the introduction of the police captain uh, or or assistant Lieutenant or whatever he is like that police guy. And then carries through like the climax of this movie that suddenly we're tracking these new lines of conflict. Right. That don't really have anything to do with John McClane. And that's just like, well, man, we're wasting time. Yeah, on If it's stuff. not in the building, it doesn't feel like it's worth it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, Dr. Dwayne, Dr. Dwayne. So what, what's it? What is it? Sergeant? No, I thought it was the chief. Cause Powell is a, he's like the, he's a deputy chief. Yeah. Deputy chief Dwayne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, Dwayne. I thought, He'd be my super dumb, but then it felt like he was there to be roasted. And if that's the reason, 
You'll like take if it. I get that because John McClane gets to talk like how everyone else is thinking, like you are right. Like, cause it feels like John McClane that Dwayne Robinson, like Dwayne Robinson is his super dump. Right. Right. So he gets to come along and do that for you. And so I was like, okay, that's worth having. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, I agree about the news crew for sure. I, uh, yeah, they're worthless. I don't know why there's so there. much of that. That's just like, why? And creepy yeah. and weird. It's weak. Yeah. Like I, I guess the only thing that would make it, somewhat worthwhile is like, are we supposed to just have only four people, five, if you count the limo driver that are actually good people in the world. And we're supposed to feel that way because everybody else is just Ellis, the dude who does Coke on the desk. Oh, yeah. That guy just, sucks. That guy it's sucks so, so funny much. that he they, sucks like cartoonishly they, though. They bring, yeah. they bring him a Coke and it, yeah. I think it's an allusion to a, or he had actually possibly requested. I think he has some yeah. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that that dude felt worthless. Like, how did he get this far up? Yeah, he sucks, but it's very yeah. funny. I've, yeah. See, I'm okay with him though. But then there's the element of like, man, if this was about like, if this was a movie that was somehow about corrupt systems, you know what I mean? Or if it's like, sure, man, like good good cops get wasted because of bureaucracy or like whatever. Yeah. Like, if that's our narrative, then it makes sense to have this antagonistic uh, deputy police chief. Uh, it makes sense to have this like red tape, like the yeah. news crew. That's like, oh, it's just a, it's a media machine, you know. But that's not what this movie is about movie, yeah. at all. No. So, um, I, I do think so. A couple of things. Um, I want to live my life with the confidence and charisma of somebody who would willingly call another person Bubby. When yeah, like, when he's like Hans Bubby. Yep. I'm your guy. It's like, oh, <laughs> I've never said it. I don't really know what it means, but that's I, Rickman's actual reaction. Cause that was improv. Really? Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> um, but the other thing I'm not done with Reggie yet. Yes. No, let's go. please. Cause no. he's wonderful, man. The story that he tells and the way that he tells it, the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. so touching. And I, and I think it's because it's not, it doesn't whitewash it and call it. Well, it's, it's okay. Cause you're a cop. Sure. But also it doesn't, there's no demonizing of it's unforgivable. Like he has himself said, I don't know how to get past it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's something so weirdly raw and real in this one night friendship between Al and John. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that friendship gets to fuel the audience wanting John to keep his job. Cause I think there's movies like this to where he kisses his wife and say, that's the last time I'll ever do it. Right. But for this, yeah. it was like the, here's the connection. Here's why he kept this job. He, he didn't have to do it in New York, but he had a backlog of right. you know, criminals, but it was like, yeah, this is why you do it. Like this is a, a, a family culture. Like, I don't know, a brotherhood. Yeah. Sisterhood. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so well done. And I can't think of another movie where friendship is one of the focal points where they don't see each other and have never met each other until the end. The oh, circle. Yeah. <laughs> right. The circle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. Is the circle the diehard of reality television? Yeah, I think so. Discuss. I, I feel like that's what we've been doing the whole time. I'm, I think we've basically explained ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Where have you been, Doge? I, I got to re rewind the episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my super pump was Shuby. Um, yeah. If you caught that. But. Obviously. Have you not heard me every time be like, yeah. And John is sort of like the Sammy of the story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Hans Schuber. Oh. Ha. Yeah. Cause you could tell cause the whole time that. Hans Shuby. The whole time Hans is like, he's like, yeah, Rebecca's like my sister in the circle. <laughs> how many, <laughs> how many movies can you think of where the single most memorable line is. A, a cussy cuss. A big bad cuss. Yeah. Gone with the Wind. Uh -huh. Yeah. Toy Story 3. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's actually the same the, line from this movie. Yeah. They just bizarre. say it again. It's weird. And Boss Baby. Yeah. Yeah. So four. Right. Four, four is all I have. Yeah. Isn't that weird though? I felt good to have at least another one. Yeah. I, I thought there was oh, going to be no, zero. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't think of any else. Uh, King Speech, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I could see that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I still that's, this is, but this Feels like is the this Hollywood the most famous cuss of all time? It My, would, I it, think it would be the, close to Gone, Gone with, with the, the wind, wind. Probably is the most famous cuss. But I bet right now that's the this one's the most famous. Like yeah. If you were to say, yeah. what's that from? I think with most people, if you say to them "Yippee ki yay," at least part of Mel their brain goes to that next part. Yep. 
You know, it's not an exclamation that you make when you win a dodgeball tournament at church. Right. Maybe you don't. Yeah. Like simply just saying yippee like just saying that alone, (laughs) which came from something else. Right. Before this, people would be like, wow, I can't believe you just almost say something. like that." Another example of of the humor in the movie. But like when John corrects him about the actor that's in the cowboy movie on the radio and all those different things. uh, Yeah. And I think that's what makes John McClane so great is how likable he is. This is Bruce Willis, my dude. Also, yeah. like I think this is when there was a perfect storm for him to. Sorry, dude, you're doing action for most of the rest of your life, right? Or something like that. You have to be this role. Like he was never this role until now, right? Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I don't get the sense that he dislikes it. No, you know what I mean. No, by no means. Would you dislike getting to be John McClane? Depends on what we turn John McClane into later on down the franchise. Sure. Yeah. Right. And and I will say it, the franchise got away from itself a little bit as yeah. time goes on. The second one is just the first one again, but in an airport. Uh, the third one, Jeremy Irons plays Hans Gruber's brother coming back after that John McClane. Sounds like uh, some Fast and Furious themes here, huh? It does a little bit. It but is a little bit. I will say, I think one through four are pretty strong. I like the Justin Long one. Um, I don't think I've seen the any but the first two. Oh, really? Really? Uh, Justin Long one is not my favorite. No, it's not my favorite either, but I think it's okay. It's Isn't after that the one where he launches a, a police car to helicopter uh-huh, and it blows up. Wait, it's Justin really Long cool. his son. No, he's like a hacker. Oh. It's very like cyber crime. It came out in like the early see, 2000s. That's the thing. And like that goes against what, what my super pump is. Really hundred percent. You know I mean, 100%. I completely agree with you. This, yeah. this franchise pulled its own rug out, but in a bad way, right? Fast and Furious did it in a good way. Right. Yep. But Fast and Furious started as meh and made it to awesome because it stopped caring. Mm-hmm. I think Die Hard started as great and made it to meh because it stopped caring. Or it cared too much. <laughs> I can't quit you. Better to have cared and lost than to never have cared at all. So true. That's uh, my spe- favorite John McClane quote. Speaking of not caring, mm-hmm. my super dump, mm-hmm. the FBI agents. <laughs> it's just like Saga! Like, when did it become Apocalypse Now? Yeah, yeah. for real. Why on earth? Because that backwards you, hat that he throws on. Because if you want him to be your representative of like veteran, right? That's, that's a slap in the face to veterans, right? Yeah, that's rough. Just like all other veterans, careless, not really caring about right. the lives in that build. Like, ew, excited you, for Los Angeles to turn into a war zone. Yeah, yeah. why yeah. on earth did you no, that's do that? Awful. That can be a character that you get to look at and be like, that's wrong, which exactly happens in Apocalypse Now. Right. And Full Metal Jacket and things like that. But do not let that be your only rep. Right. Please don't do that. Yeah. That's Super tough. Dump. That is tough. They were, But they were supposed to be another one of the cartoons in this. Yeah. Both but, Agent Johnson. But for some which reason, is I'm very funny. They're yes, credited not as related. Big Johnson and Little Johnson. Also very funny. That's also very funny. Yeah. But I don't know. It was... I did not like it. Yeah, I could totally see no, how that's swinging either. a miss. The FBI narrative is cool, though, because that's how you get in. You have to lock it down. Because the whole reason that oh, he brought yeah, FBI yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm was telling to you, fake all of the people he wanted freed. This heist what a twist. is so good. It's wonderful. Um, John McClane dives off a building with a fire hose, and I'm willing to accept it. Yeah. So whatever this <laughs> movie does. Yeah, fine. Keep I'm doing fine it. with that. Yeah. Shooting the glass so he can get through it. Cool. Yeah. And he repels down an elevator shaft with the strap from his gun. Fine. Very scary. He, uh, when when yeah. he falls, did you see that? Stunt double was supposed to catch. Oh, yeah. On the first one. And that's why he falls to the second one? Uh-huh. Like, they went and edited because stunt double just kept falling. Oh, no. <laughs> he was fine. But stunt double kept falling down. and they He's just, still like, falling to this day. Like, okay, yeah. That does make it a little more intense. Let's go with it. But let have him let's like let have him catch the next one. So I've I've watched this movie I think in the double digits close to it in my life. Like I've watched mm-hmm. it a good bit. Yeah, I, I definitely have. Um, I always forget that he doesn't catch the first one. I let do me, too. Let me blow your mind. I this is one of those movies I could have sworn up and down I've seen. Doge, no, this was your first time. I'd seen probably five percent of it. Guess what? On TV with my dad. Did you say? Five percent of it, yeah, like not much at I'm all. I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not ashamed of you. I'm excited. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm just shocked. I, I would have sworn I'd seen it. Right. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. I know exactly what happens. I know yeah. the entire. Like I wasn't surprised by anything that happens. What a perfect example of a dad or day afternoon, though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's true. Those movies where you're like, yeah, I've seen that. I know what. Ha- Yippee Kaye, right? Yeah, that's I know how I the feel whole movie. About First Blood, right? Which I don't know if we said that's what we're doing next week, right? <sighs> 
Yeah, no, it was That's it super was great. Cool. But I, I feel like it's been parodied in pop culture enough to yeah. where you can piecemeal together what it is. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like I've seen it by osmosis, right? Even though I haven't seen it until right. now. I forget Hans says the famous line too. That he says yippee ki yay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And <laughs> it sounds so bad, but I think it's supposed to. So speaking of Hans, up in the ducts, like, or up in the like rafter area of the building when he pretends to be American. American. I like that his accent wasn't good. Yeah. Um, I love, I wonder if Alan Rickman can do a good American. I bet anything he can. Cause it sounded like he was doing a fake German doing an American. You know what I mean? Wow. <sighs> It just gets deeper the more you go. The double cross with the gun with no bullets in it. So think I'm stupid? Yeah. McCle- uh, yeah, I'm sorry. There's just so much fun trivia. But like the cigarette, they say, is part of the writing of how he kind of also discovered that he was faking because uh, Hans was holding a cigarette like a European. Mm. What? That's like amazing. He, like he's, uh, if you were to watch it yeah. again, like it seems like kind of unnatural to America. But he was like, here, have a cigarette, like offers it to him. It's like he was picking up on it, dude. That's so good. Well, yeah. I mean, he's looking at the name and all that stuff. That's when he sees that he's not wearing shoes. Yeah, so he no knows bullets. he can shoot the glass. Oh, um, maybe top five most iconic gun related scenes in a movie with the duct tape. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. The gun tape to the back, the laughter, the laughter was another one of those things that I've seen done bad before. Yes. And I've seen parodied before. I feel like there's an Austin Powers or two or three that all the villains I'm and the heroes just is. keep laughing all the time. But it like it's fine, guys. Visceral, intense, emotional reaction for me with the gun, like sitting on the edge of my couch, slapping my knees, doing excited. the like, yes, yes, when he, yeah, when yeah. He the gun out, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that tumble backwards, yep. Into so this is another trivia. Did you read about uh, Alan Rickman that they? Uh, supposed to count down to like from five. Oh, and they did it. They at, did yeah. it at like three. Yeah. And so his face, when he like looks freaked out and he falls is like his real reaction to being yeah. dropped early. Wow. That's so good. And that's, that's pretty good. Slow-mo. I mean, did eighties already have good slow-mo? Yeah. Okay. Well, but this is before we hit Lord of the Rings and had that bad string of slow-mo where it's like chopping the frame rate into thirds. Yeah. That's and everything true. gets all weird. It's like just shot with a high frame rate camera. Yeah. And looks we, good. Just, we decided in production that we wanted this to be slow-mo. The uh, green screen behind him is not great when he's falling. Uh, it's fine for 88. It's yeah. fine rotoscoping. I think it's not great, but it's fine. Yeah. It, it does not hold up well, I guess is maybe what I, I mean. I think that effect still doesn't look good in movies now. Yeah. Like it's hard. It's hard to make somebody look like they're falling. Yeah. I yeah. think there's too much physics involved in yep. making uh, that look good. We lose the Rolex, by the way. This is his wife's new watch that she got that that old cocaine friend was trying to tell John McClane about. Yeah. I missed that. I didn't yep. even think about this that. This is the role. That's what's keeping Hans oh, from man. splatting. That's good. What on earth? That's so good. I missed yep. that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, this is what you want in an action movie though, to still not be able to unpack it all. Right. This is uniquely rewatchable. I think for an action movie because yeah. there's so there's little stuff. Like it's not just explosions and not just gunfights. There's right. little stuff and little nuances to pick up on. This movie has to have some of the least diminishing returns of any movie I've rewatched as far as just like every time equally as psyched to rewatch it. I, as want, I, was the I last honestly time. want to watch it again before my 48 hour digital rental expires. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh man. It's uh the Al scene shooting uh, Carl when he stands back up, uh, just how down Argyle is to have been involved in this whole thing is so funny to me. Argyle, so that's a funny narrative the whole time. Oh, he's a great character for this movie. Or when he laughs out loud, when he <laughs> one of McLean's best disses is to Dwayne, <laughs> and oh man, he's doing like Argyle's doing what I was doing. Like right, we yeah. were we were at the same time doing the same laugh. It's so good. Because it's, it's when he goes over and pops that CB radio back on yep. after he realizes yeah, yep. what's happening behind him. Uh, it's all so good. Hey, speaking of so good, we've reached the end, friends. Here we are. It's the end of the line. Is it time to write this? Yes. Yes. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the art of movie rating using the scientific cinema scale. It's as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing, that's buy it. Followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Me first. Yes.
by the poster. Mm -hmm. In a trivia-ridden episode, the poster originally only had Nakatomi Plaza on it. Really? And then after they decided, you know what? This Bruce Willis character can be a pretty marketable action hero. Let's kind of fade his face in onto the new version of the poster. That's why it does look like it was an afterthought. I don't know what else to say. I think all you have to do is watch it. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. It is. You know, I was doing some more research today, going back through looking at what all these lists of top action movies of all time. There's so many where Die Hard's number one, and I'm not surprised. It's deserving. I mean, it it humorously shows up on Christmas list too. But it is, uh, for it to be such an influential thing for both the antagonist and protagonist feels uh, unique in terms of career. The fact that Alan Rickman gets to be the bad and known as one of the best for a long time after this in other movies and in massive franchises. Yep. And then we we have the birth of an action hero uh, in Bruce Willis. And one that's relatively unique to action in general is wonderful. Completely agreed. Yeah, it it's going to be a poster for me as well. Um, I honestly knew that before even starting the movie last night. Uh, and, and I mean it literally too. I would, this is a poster that I would love. I would be honored to hang this poster in my abode. Um, but I feel the same way. I don't know what else to say about it other than it's just perfect. I'm going to round it out. This is going to be a poster for yeah. me as well. Good. This hit me at the perfect time. I've been talking a lot lately about how, how I think when you mentioned talking about a heist movie, I think that was a conversation we had outside of the podcast and me saying, yeah, man, I need to watch a good heist movie soon. Scratch that itch. I also took down my Christmas decorations yesterday, which I know it's February, but (laughs) this hit me in that Christmas heist mood and it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Easy poster. Easy poster. We started strong. Yeah. I'm a little worried about it, to be (laughs) honest with you. Boy, I hope we like first blood. (laughs) It's good. Well, and I think what's fun is all these are different. There's not another Die Hard. There's not another First Blood. There is not another Terminator. Like these are also, they have their own DNA. Yeah. In a really unique and like interesting kind of way. Yeah. I think. Lethal Weapon will be great too. Because I think that that one's going to take some people by surprise. I anticipate. I love Shane Black. Mm -hmm. um, And he was one of, if not the head writer for this movie. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. High What's next week? One. First Blood? It's going to be First Blood. First Blood, Rambo 1. Get your sly on. Which we know Hans stuff. has seen Rambo. We do know Hans yeah. has seen Rambo. Because he called, and there, I forgot there's also a Schwarzenegger reference in yep. this movie. So, Is there? What does he say? Uh, that uh, McLean said that he's got enough ammunition to take down Arnold. Like, even Arnold would have a hard time. Oh, with. yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Wow. What a good Is movie. Is it all just the same universe? <sighs> yeah, they're not referencing movies. If so, I do. They're referencing the real John Rambo. There. If I have to be average it boy is. on it's, the street. It's the Expendables universe. I'm not <laughs> living there for real. Oh, that's good stuff. So yeah, make sure you check that out as we continue our Datterday afternoon series. Jeez. Wash Listen, up your jorts. We, we're all going to be dads by the end of this. I, Whether you, oh, I hope that's not true. Whether you have children or don't have children, you can still be a dad. Oh, okay. By loving these movies. Mm, but I am a dad. Yep. Me too. To end today's episode, we'd like for us each to say our name and the most surprising thing John McClane could have had taped to his back. <laughs> for two chunks in a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and I think it would have been pretty surprising if John McClane had taped to his back a 2013 MacBook Pro mm. with the DVD drive intact, full of one DVD of 1988's Die Hard. Oh, oh wow, that's gosh. amazing. <laughs> they the all would have they all would have watched it, their eyes would bleed and their ears would just yeah. ring. Like, like Indiana, like, on themselves. Indiana Jones style. <laughs> I'm Doge, and I was honestly disappointed that when John McClane went to confront Hans, he didn't have Hans taped to his back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> He's just laughing because Hans is there. Tickling him. Hans doesn't realize where he is until it's too late. We keep seeing the one angle of them talking and it zooms out. They're duct taped together. That's very good. It's crazy because it would be. Who are you? I'm Carter, which is what, which is the crazy part. Yeah. Um, Now tell us something totally normal. Here's something totally normal. If this ended up being something that, you know, we talked about like we watched the movie and there's things that we missed, even though we've seen a lot. Sure. Yeah. To be like, I totally forgot that he had the elder wand. <laughs> oh, wow. 
and just blasts Hans Gruber. Yeah. What spell would he use? Trick question. It doesn't matter because they all do the same thing by that movie. Oh, so man. So it's just a gun. <laughs> wow, that's some 18-month-old spice. This one doesn't expire. Yipikata Kayata. <laughs> Melon Fama. Yeah, that's <laughs> it for sure. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.